Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Crow Medicine. It is me, your host, Katie Indy Crow, and I'm happy to have you here today to talk a little bit about the great dissolve that is happening and how it is all part of the Pluto return process that we are experiencing here in the USA. So for those of you who are interested in the process of change that we are experiencing, and also who would like to hear a little bit of um, stories about some of the ceremony I've been at in the last couple of years, come on in. On this podcast, I'm going to do something that's a little bit radical, and that is I'm going to suggest that we hold the light for America. Because we, although things are obviously um, very frustrating and maddening on one spectrum of energy we're moving through, necessary visibility and transformation and transition. And so part of this whole experience is seeing the bigger picture and being able to figure out where we fit as people who live here within it all. This is all about being real. This is all about understanding that America is going through healing. And that includes, you know, not just the people who live here, but also the land, which is the angle I most specifically work on. This is a journey. And by virtue of living here, we're in it together. So come on in, friends. Let's have a little bit of love for America as we make our way through the Pluto return. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It's me, Katie Andy Crow. Let us dive into this conversation about USA Pluto return. So for people who are not quite sure what that means, the Pluto return is the time when Pluto is in the birth chart of what came to be named America and what came to be kind of like the container space for this collective experience that we are here <laughs> together on. And so a lot of people will attribute that to July 3rd or July 4th, 1776. And so uh, we know that that all has to do with the Battle of Gettysburg. And so right now what happened is what's happening is that with Pluto returning to the place in the chart ish that it was in um, when America and all of that stuff happened, it means that we're revisiting a lot of the ideological core concepts, structural things that are happening here um, as a collective, as a nation state, but also, and the part that I understand the most of it from, because it's my specialty, what is going on with the energy of the land in general? Because like we must acknowledge, and like I acknowledge in this article that I wrote, so for those of you who are not a fan of my blog, or who don't follow me on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that, my name is at Crow Medicine Katie, and Crow Medicine with Katie on all of that stuff, and I'll link my blog and the article here. I wrote this article back at the first part of the USA Pluto return when that alignment really started coming into play, and in that article, I laid out some of the core concepts of what a Pluto return is and how we're moving through it this year, and so in it, I mentioned that I would be doing a part two. So this is part two. <laughs> I will talk about some of the groundwork, but I'm going to rely on that article as well so that we don't have to say all the same stuff twice. This podcast, I want to speak most specifically with Saturn square Uranus and the process that happened in 2021 leading until now, which is really we're healing the Mars and Aries and we're healing the Mars and Aries, Aries old patriarch archetype energy right now in America, specifically right now at this alignment, because as I said, I'm recording on July 4th, 2022. And so astrologically speaking, where we're at in 
the universe is that we are working through um, a double lunar occultation series in um, Mars. So there's a lunar occultation of Mars and then a lunar occultation of Uranus in Aries that happened um, around solstice. So that was last month. And then there's one that's happening again this month, and that's the 22nd. And so they're bookends. And within that bookend, we're revisiting and visiting very powerfully this Mars Aries out energy in its harder harmonics. So if you have not listened to my astrology report about that, I'm going to link that here too, because it's worth a listen. What's happening here is, is very much being influenced by that. And that's important because, you know, a Pluto return isn't just one date. A lot of people will tell you that it's going on until 2024. And what that means is that through this process and the months and the alignments and the situations that we move through as a collective of people who are living here, what we're doing is strand by strand, thread by thread, alignment by alignment, we are revisiting the fabric of the creation of what came to be this place. And really, honestly and truly, we are looking at the things that don't work and we are looking at the things that do work and we are very much seeing the polar opposite sides of everything. And so what comes next is the integration part. And the integration part is being led by Jupiter and there will be much more conversation about that in my podcast. So like and subscribe to this. If you have it and you want to hear more, this is something I'm going to talk about because I live in America. And so it's part of my everyday life right now. And um, we are, this isn't going to happen overnight. And this whole thing that we're experiencing right now um, with access to reproduction and questions about that and access to like tampons and access to breast milk, you know, it's, it's a really interesting thing because energetically that is what I experience and code as being a harder harmonic part of what got understood as a Marsian masculine patriarchal energy. In saying these words, I know that there's probably going to be people who come to this podcast who don't know me already. And so you might be coming with different ideas about what those words mean. I want to be very clear in saying that I believe that right now we're working on a, on a great integration. And part of that started last month um, in June when we had the parade of planets that everybody was super excited about. And I mean, we've been working towards this for much longer than just a month. But when that happened and the moon started moving through, it tr it started a cosmic healing cycle so that we could move to um, a different set of lattices as people, but also to a different phase of healing as a collective humanity. And we're in that step right now and that step that we're taking right now in the month of July, but also for the whole year, because this lunar occultation series in Aries is going to continue and it has been happening and it happens through each of the months. So you kind of have that complement of energy with every sign, with every month. We're seeing the different ways that this kind of very oppressive energy that was included very much so at the beginning of the creation of the country is coming back up to be revisited and seen and dealt with. And so what do I mean when I say that? I want to first say I'm not anti-man. And this is not an anti-man conversation. I do not think that it's just men that represent masculine energy. Moving beyond that, what I want to say is, you know, when I travel the land, when I travel the land, one of the things that I do, well, the, the primary thing I do, right? Everywhere I go, my thing is I hear the land speak and the land tells me stories because the land carries, well, the land, first of all, has, has a voice and a spirit and is alive and the earth is a sentient being. And that's a core belief of mine. And 
this is where I get all the information really that I'm going to bring forward. Of course, I've done research, but it all stems back to the same relationship I have with the planet and just kind of living in conversation with that. And so when I moved to America, it became very clear that I was going to have to stop doing pretty much anything else and just start talking to the land and just start talking to the planets because there was so much to be done in terms of getting us ready to move through this healing process. And I just did my best. So these are my honest and earnest contributions. I'm not going to be able to tell the whole story because I don't know the whole story yet. This is just layers. The first layer that the land showed me when I came to where I came from, I've, I, I live and work a lot in the East Coast, not exclusively, but this is my area that I live in and travel. And so, you know, the first things that I had to think about was, you know, as I'm traveling through these major cities, you know, DC, Philly, wherever, and it's this, you know, really hyper-masculine kind of feel and energy underneath it. And what I felt more powerfully and, you know, what kind of flowed through my veins was this feeling of deep, powerful, feminine wisdom and grace. And so as I came to know the land over the last while and one of the great disturbances that happened here, you know, obviously out here on the east, the, these places um, had a lot of matriarchal um, organization to their societies. And so that meant that there was a very different relationship of women to leadership roles and women to the land. And, you know, I'm not going to make a political statement here. I'm just trying to tell the story of the land. Whenever I travel to the land, the land told me very much that it it really sorely misses the way that it was lived on out here a lot. And there have been parts of the land that I have traveled to personally, where the land has just straight up told me it does not like how people are living on it and it is doing everything it can to help people shift that but at the same time it feels like there is a sense of ownership and this is mine um that the land here definitely doesn't like in certain parts and um how people are relating to it it just like makes them land mad and you know just as an example of kind of what happens in a place where the land is mad this is a really high-end neighborhood and area, like super high-end, very exclusive. The reason I'm there is because my husband is coaching private hockey lessons to people who can afford that. So I just go along for the drive and, you know, do my ceremony on the way and see as much of the land of America as I can, park by park, riverway by riverway. I just humbly come here to learn. And I live here now. So, you know, like, and this is earth. Earth is earth. And, and part of the whole thing about this place is that even though it's a super high-end area, tons of crime tons of crime and you know like i remember i would see the place in the news because you know you do news scans you look at the news and and the place would always have like these crazy stories and then i got there and the land like the first thing it told me was how it really didn't like how people there tried to block access to the parks because they're they just they feel like they would rather make the park inaccessible to the public as much as possible and just keep it for the people who live there, even though it's like a public park. Anyway, long story short, land isn't happy about it. And it, when the land is in discordant relationship with the people that live on it, other negative things do kind of fester. And so that is a nutshell statement. But I think people can understand that. Like when the land is not happy with how it's being treated. Um, and in this case, the land wants to be lived on and appreciated by people and in particular in the public parks. Like... This land in, was a place that was um, a pretty important ceremonial space at one point in time for the um, and natives who lived here before um, the land was taken through the treaties 
and stuff. And so it misses people and it really misses people, especially during hot, like during the fishing seasons and during the seasons that it would have had stuff on it. And so, you know, part of the sacred relationship of the land is that the land actually really likes people for the most part, especially when they're appreciating it. And so it can be kind of hard and interesting when you come into that space and those lessons. So food for thought and definitely just this is so other things. Oh, yeah. So how does this relate back to the big picture story? So anyway, whenever USA came to be formed, the matriarchal societies like these these places out here. So like on the east, this is where everything was happening at that time. Right. Like it's not to say there weren't it wasn't inhabitation in the west because there certainly was powerful inhabitation. However, the all the all the politicking was going on out here and all these like things that were getting signed were happening out here. And, you know, the people who were very much involved in taking care of the land, who and who were very much involved in the spirit of the land taking, um, were completely left out. Like the women, the matriarchs, they were completely left out of decision making. I'm not gonna like go, I'm not gonna tell a story that's not mine to tell. Um, but I'm just gonna try to do I encourage people to look up some of these trees. Um, but anyway, the, the story of the land and the land that's been telling me is that in particular, there's some places out here in Pennsylvania um, and just up on the Appalachians where the land's just been pretty upset about things. And um, there's been also a lot of wounds that have been incurred during warfare. So my first point, I guess, is to say it's interesting that we as people are experiencing the ripple of the feminine stuff and the oppression of of um, things that basically basic women need on like an everyday basis and 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 how that's come to the forefront right now, particularly at this time, because, you know, women and their role as important people in society were completely suppressed at the time of the signing of like any of this stuff. Like there were no women who were consulted and I'm not an anti-man person. I love men. Um, and I'm going to be very pro-masculine here in a minute, so I don't want people to get mad at me or think I'm being negative. This is just kind of like, it's very interesting <laughs> is the point that I'm making that we're here. And I think that we're working on healing that already by integrating different kinds of voices into the political scope and by including different considerations. And also this year, there's also finally been a recognition that the Native schooling people that were taken away from their homes and like the the state was indoctrinating them that actually the for the first time ever there was a report that was done by that on that this year i'll link it along with the first time ever so we are moving forward in terms of recognizing different things that were happening and just to say you know part of the great imbalance that i sense happening that's rippling up is part of what has to be reckoned with as a result of how things were done when they were done and, and that's not me making a judgment statement. That's just how metaphysics works. And this is why it's important to be of queer conscious and to be of queer relations and to be of like as pure and grounded and stable as you are and possibly can be anytime you're making a decision, in particular, a decision that's going to affect other people. Because that decision, like if you're a business person, you know, you sign a piece of paper once you do that, there's a huge chain of action that happens and that chain of action can take on a life of its own. And part of the life of the chain of action is the terms and the relations through which it was created. And so the terms and relations through which some of the declarations and things were created and then the treaties that happened to create the land space of America, like those did have some unequal 
parts of them. As those of you who read the article know, I also have a great deal of respect for the Declaration of Independence. So this is not a negative conversation about it because also this year we've seen its power and its strength come through as a document that has protected a lot of people um, from things that they felt that they needed to be protected from. Once again, that and, you know, the Supreme Court and everything is up for question. I'm not a voting American yet. And so I don't think it's my right to give my political opinion here. I'm just going to I'm just talking about themes. It's up to every single person to decide where they fit in relation to it all. I think people, do you want to know an opinion? I just think too many people give their opinion that that maybe shouldn't. And so because, you know, like there's an awful lot. Here's thing number two. One of the really interesting parts about coming down here and working on the Pluto return stuff, and in particular going through the Saturn Square Uranus year was, you know, there's a lot of negative energy that gets sent here and done here by people who just um, are allowing themselves to become weaponized against the United States of America. And that means like energetically speaking, I'm not talking about like actual physical weapons, but we know that energetically speaking, the hatred does weigh things down. And so I just wanted to mention that no matter what I'm saying, I'm not trying to lob any hatred and please don't take any of this to add any to it because holding the light as we are like this. So this is another thing that's happening right now as we're going through this Pluto return process, every single question that could be a question is coming up and holding the light during that process means doing the best that we can in every individual circumstance and situation to be the best that we can. You know, the next part I'm going to talk about is the healing of the Mars and Aries. If you're still here, we're now going to talk about healing Mars and Aries. Thanks for sticking around if you have. Um, Mars and Aries. So back when I first started coming to America and a lot of the work, my early work here, and also working with American soldiers in um, UK and stuff during at like World War II sites and also in Canada, because there was actually quite a few of you up there. um, The very first things that came to me and really that I focused on with my husband a lot this first year and a half has also been um, dealing with healing the wounds of warfare and dealing with healing the wounds specifically of the warfare that came about as at the creation of really America as a nation. So as I said, I live in the East Coast. So Gettysburg is where I actually was at this time last year during the X flare that happened on July 3rd, anchoring in the light and doing, doing the thing, but paying honor to the people um on whose lives um were affected there not all of them were lost there was a big imprint that was created on society there um very recently i was in ontario oh sorry i wasn't in ontario i was in new york i think i got into ontario for a minute because i got on the maid of the mist wow that was an adventure so i think like somewhere in there you might cross into canada just for a second so i was in canada for a second (laughs) but um I was in New York and down in New York, there are some power. There was some battle sites that happened also as a result of just indigenous people and colonizers and different stuff with the British going on. And so, you know, there was warfare that happened before it. And so I don't want to say that the only warfare that is affecting here is that it's not. But I do want to say that one of the major things that I feel and that we have been working on is just really understanding and releasing and healing and giving space for understanding of the scars that can happen to the land 
in the name of lore and what happens when people's souls are exposed to that. And, you know, I know that as people have been moving through these last few years, the natural thing has been to work on healing the masculine archetype. Now, during this particular month, as I told you, we're having that double lunar occultation of Mars thing going on. And this is kind of the time where the human collective is working on it. And so as the USA is moving through its Pluto return and we're hitting it at this particular moment of alignment, I wouldn't be surprised to hear and know that many of the people who hold those energy streams are working on healing them in very deep ways right now. And so I'm going to work on a healing the masculine or healing the Marsian archetype. Um, Just a little quick session that I'm going to sell at my school. So like and subscribe to my blog if you haven't. And I'll put that out later. But I just wanted to bring it forward that, you know, the wounds of war and the wounds of the land and the wounds of kind of inequality of creation are kind of we're we're seeing them all right now and we're kind of this is the middle point and so again i know that i've said a lot of things that sound very negative point of saying all of this is to say it's not negative these are all things that we were living with and then we're coloring the energetic landscape of this place for a very long time a lot of people wonder why there's so much violence here and you know just what goes on with all of that and you know it's not all based in america like i said in the article that i wrote People came here from all over the world. So there were there were problems that were here that were happening because of the people who lived here. And then there were problems that followed people here. And then those problems created new problems together. And because the spiritual energetic dimension of a lot of those problems was being ignored for so long, it kind of feels like there was just like these personification of this energy that just roams around and seeks to drag us all down with negativity, violence, that mentality of jumping on another person and squashing their voice and you know what I mean like being unfair to people and taking everything you can from the land like that does all have a cost and we are meeting that cost now and you know we're here to help heal that so then the next segment let's talk about holding the light so what does it mean to actually live in America through this time And what is holding the light and what can we as people do on a very practical everyday experience? (laughs) So I'm going to, this is where I sound like a spiritual teacher. And I'm going to tell you some things that you probably can expect me to say, (laughs) which are going to be about taking ownership of who we are. You know, here in America, the land is very powerful and it magnifies everything. That's why when you get on a high harmonic here, and you are in an upswing, that upswing has power like no other. It is also why when you get into a downswing and you get into the harder harmonic, that things can be very difficult and it feels like something is stepping on your head. And maybe it's several somethings that you feel like is stepping on your head that is stopping you from getting out of it. And so behind social and economic and political divisions, you know, there are energetic divisions that do occur. And there's also this whole thing that goes on, right, where we're, we're living and playing in this atmosphere that is so heightened that everything that we feel and experience sometimes is very heightened, too. And that also, that means that pretty much all of the sacred transformation that we really need to make to contribute to this big shift comes to us in situations where we face the choice to be that harder harmonic or that higher harmonic in our own personal expression 
And so what does that actually mean? It means we here are tested. We here are going through initiations. It's not just the USA as a place, space, state entity. The state in itself is a political construction that has no reality outside of the people who live in it. And oh my God, this was part of my like PhD topic. I can't believe I just found a way to talk about this here. Oh my God. And so um, we, the people, create this for better or for worse. And we are, in my heart and my soul, I believe, a group of really great people living here. A group of really great people living here. And we are a group of people who are going to continue to transform every single problem that we see together. And, you know, right now I know that there are people who are learning how to be people as a collective. When I say collective, I don't mean give up your individual rights. I actually am a very firm believer in personal freedom and I love the American um, highlight on that. But I think we also know what happens when individual freedoms encroach upon other people's individual freedoms. And those are also some of the questions that we see and that we are going to continue healing in the relations that we form, in the businesses that we run, and in the way that we relate to the land. Um, What are some practical things that we can do? Well, on a day-to-day basis, I just want to say I know male people right now are experiencing that push. Maybe some of you are people who have been in the military in this life. Maybe some of you are people who have experienced it in other lifetimes. You don't have to have experienced it, but this is just, I know who I know and can feel who's coming to this audience. And so this is you. Do you feel that roaring little thing in the back of your head trying to get in, trying to influence you to become angry, trying to push that hyper reaction, trying to push that over emotion you know do you ruin things for your wife or your children these are the kind of questions that it's natural to ask yourself and if you have felt like you have this weird kind of uncontrollable thing going on that's a sign that your energy body needs healing and i'm going to tell you this right now that's not something that is that difficult to do i'm going to connect something called breathe ground connect to this podcast check it out easy peasy, lemon squeezy, get your energy body repaired and start getting this under control. Because, you know, this Mars Aries energy is a really powerful, good thing. And it is part of the American archetype in one way or another. And not only just because we are people, but just because of the way that the energy of America worked out, because of the imprints of the wars and the battles and just how much of a collective influence it all did have on the land and the people who live here. It's now just part of our story. And So as the men folk and people who are experiencing male um, or the masculine energy spectrum that represents the Marsian frequency coming in, you know, also forming a positive um, relationship to your body through exercise and learning how to ground that intensity, not through alcohol or cigarettes or anything like that, but through positive connection to self and energy is going to be something that's really positive for us to learn here. I mean, just no offense, but it's something that we need to learn here. (laughs) And so, you know, if you are a person who sees this energy being integrated in yourself or in someone that you love, giving them the space to change and not jumping on them is going to be really important, not being a pushover, but understanding that at a fundamental level, we are are really reworking um, the Mars-Venus frequency in America. I didn't even talk about Venus here, but it comes with Pluto this year, and I will talk about it at another time. It's um, 
And part of that means that we are integrating the main dominant frequencies of the spectrum of the people who live here. And so we're figuring it out. And part of the season of July and August is that. So you can check out my astrology reports and stick around for more because I do talk about this all the time. And we're on a journey together. So let's just make the most of it and try not to beat each other up and try not to beat ourselves up. And uh, we'll just keep it moving. Other positive things you can do. You know, how do we shine a light in America? You know, another thing is just being with the land and recognizing and getting to know the story of the land where you live. Going for a nice walk and just actually appreciating a park is a very good thing to do around here. I know a lot of people don't get that opportunity because access to land is very stratified in this country, which is something I have not experienced being Canadian and also doing a lot of work in Europe. There's much more of an appreciation for the commons. And so I'm really hoping in my future life that I can help to create um, green common spaces and create more healing and integrated community spaces for people. And in particular, for people who don't have access to them because they're in the inner city and they're living in the more difficult environments. So learning how to control our passions, getting outside more and forming an appreciation for the land is important. You know, and really starting to just, I guess, if you're a person who has, you know, your ideas of what you want to do and how we're going to move forward to just keep grounding them. And, you know, things are going to be frustrating a little bit continuing on. I'm not going to lie. There's going to be some weird stuff happen because there's some weird energy that came here to play and that weird energy is being exposed and that's going to continue to happen. Uh, And, you know, as those weird things come up, What's really important we as people do is we don't get distracted by it. Now, when I say don't get distracted by it, I don't say turn a blind eye because that really doesn't work. What I do say is take the lesson that you need to learn really quickly, integrate it and keep moving. We will be stalled if we allow ourselves to turn into to, um, anger and hatred, which is the harder harmonic of the Mars and Aries relationship. And that is something that is a temptation factor right now. And we can just say that that is. And so it's, like I said, up to every single one of us to make those choices to, instead of being tempted by that negative harmonic of it, to say, you know what, even if this thing makes me blazing mad, I'm going to put my anger, (laughs) my passion into a productive activity. And I'm going to move forward because I'm not going to live oppressed like that. And so, you know, that's how we create the change. And so, This has been just some thoughts. It's not the full story. It's just thoughts and feelings and experiences and expressions of the energy that comes up as I see it and as I experience it. And so if you have any questions about the Mars thing, you can just find me on Instagram at Crow Medicine Katie or at Katie Indy Crow at Crow Medicine with Katie on Facebook, www.crow-medicine.com as my website that you can come and subscribe to or check out some of my written articles. As a reminder, like I said, I will have um, the old Pluto return article here that grounds some of what I said. I'm also going to put that study that came up um, that is kind of starting to heal some of the wounds that happened with the um, declaration. And other than that, I will be back soon with more on the Great Dissolve as it is affecting all of us and really the powerful experiences that we get to have moving forward. This is kind of just one of those whoa moments. But you know what? Like I said, we are holding the light here together. So thanks for being here. And I really hope that this helped you understand a little bit more about what's going on. I appreciate you. Happy 4th of July. (laughs) Katie Indy Crow.